Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Fro, I am from the north of the way. With me I have my co-host, my one, my everything, my alpha to my omega, Luke. Hello Luke. Hi Fro, hi everybody. How's it going? Uh, it's going okay, other than that I think I've done this before. <laughs> that happens occasionally, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, de de definitely not weird or anything. Uh, no, this week has been very, very short, it feels like. It feels like I, I've i been very busy this week. It's been a very packed week, at least. Like, every day there was some giant news story. Like, sometimes there'll be, like, yeah. one news story of the week that's, like, the big news story that everybody's talking about that you're going to cover. But it's, like, every day this week there was one major news story. So, yeah. At least for that part of the week, it was just packed, and then, uh, other than that, yeah, I, I watched a lot of movies, so we'll talk a lot about movies this week. Oh, I watched a lot of movies this week. Uh, it's almost like we're getting ready for the Oscar season or something. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like that. Uh, talking about the north of the way, uh, we have a prime minister here, um, she had her 60th birthday. Um, let's guess if that's in the news or anything. Uh, Norway police question Prime Minister over birthday party. COVID-19 bridge, look. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, the Prime Minister, Erna Solberg, is being investigated after revelations that she and her family broke the country's COVID-19 restrictions. She gather gathered her family in a ski resort in a town of uh, Helio? Gilio? How do you say that? Yeah, there you go. I wasn't even close. Mm -hmm. uh, for her 60th birthday at the end of February, <laughs> in a breach of restrictions and recommendations of limiting social interaction, uh, against the background of information that has surfaced through the press, together with the Prime Minister's own statements, police have decided to initiate an investigation tied to the potential breach of the regulations, police said in a statement Friday. So, Yeah, because if you have a party... In Norway, in February, you would get the uh, like a fine for twenty thousand Norwegian uh, crowns, uh, approximately two thousand dollars. But is she gonna care? Like, well, I guess is is it just uh, one fine? Because it, it says here, yeah, it, yeah, thirteen members of her family dined at a restaurant right. on February twenty fifth. So is that per person, or is that one? You know. That everybody could like split the I, fee or whatever. I I think it is per person. Look, that would make the s most sense to me. Right, but but I think the main issue here is that our fucking prime minister is not aware of the COVID nineteen <laughs> rules. I'm I think the the most the most uh, telling is oh shit I've done something I have told people not to do <laughs> like she's been very like harsh 
uh, on her speech is like, don't go breaking the coronavirus rules, and then she goes and breaks them. That's not really a good image for a prime minister of Norway to do, especially not now nowadays where like we're in the third wave of having the worst corona numbers and almost all of Norway shut down again. Right, and so you you think she didn't just doesn't know the rules? I don't I don't think that. I think she knew well, the she rules. And, so. What? Yeah, she said she didn't uh, know the rules. She wasn't aware of the rules. And one of the complaints she has gotten is that the rules are too complicated. <laughs> I mean, this isn't a very complicated rule that she broke. You don't think she no. knew that the, the rule was that a private event cannot have more than ten people? <laughs> She says she wasn't aware. I don't, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Do you really think she didn't know her own rule? Like, the, if it okay, was, let's, let's if this was like a really aware. complicated rule where yeah. it was like, oh, you can only have this many amount of people on a a boat of like a certain size in a body of sure. water that's this big, <laughs> and it has to be in an op- open air area that's this big with no trees and this amount of space. Like, sure, but this is like a very simple rule to understand. <laughs> uh, for me, it's very simple. For you, it's very simple. For everybody else, it's simple. But she, she said that she was checking the so. Uh, in our 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 there's different parts of Norway, and there are different rules for different counties, right? So the county rules were more restrictive than the guideline for uh, the national. But the rule is that you always follow the strictest rule, and it always uh, instead of like the national rule. So you if like my county said, I can only have like six people here, and the national rule was I can only have eight people here. If I had eight people here, I would be penalized because I didn't follow the local rules. Okay, right. I you guess that makes I mean? sense. Uh, you think if she was, if she's the prime minister, and I'm assuming she has like right. assistants, people setting things up for her that they would have checked the rules in the area that she was going to a ski resort for her 60th birthday. But, okay, sure. I'll... Yeah. Great. Yeah, no. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt, I guess. I just have a hard sure. time believing any, that that that's true. But I, I, I don't know if I care if I believe her or not. The, she still was fucking stupid that broke the rule that she has been kind of like standing there and judging other and then she goes uh, I think it's much worse if you herself. if she did it knowingly than it would be if she did it uh, right sure. if she knowingly went out and was like fuck this rule that I've been totally <laughs> drilling down people's throats that would be one thing right. yeah to me there's a big difference but I, I don't know uh, it's a bad it's a bad way of of looking into it for, for people are like, okay, if our prime minister doesn't know about the rules, how is she? Yeah. That, but she has gotten a lot of like, uh, flat 
you for having so complicated rules. And she's not the first leader of place, different places for this to happen. I know there was, what, no. was it the governor of California that got caught? Yeah. yeah, and there was a bunch of different leaders in the last year that have gotten in trouble for breaking their own rules, which, I, you know, it's... Was it, it the like... health minister of, of, of UK as well? Uh, yeah, there was something like that in the UK. I do remember right. that. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's been a few uh, in the United so... States in different places as well. So uh, it's, it, it seems I... like a more of a power thing. Like, oh, I have the power to do this sure. and nobody's going to tell me not to. So I'm just going right. to do it. Right. And I, I, to be honest, how much is, uh, 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 a fine for two thousand dollars for the prime minister of Norway. That's what I was saying. If it was like yeah. one fine of ten thousand crones, right, and it was split between all thirteen people, again, like that's even less. But yeah. if it's per person, maybe that's a little sure. worse. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move over the border uh, from Russia with love. <laughs> See what I did there. Mm-hmm. That's a James Bond title book. Mm -hmm. One of the best James Bonds, if you ask me. Uh, Russia says U.S. denying Putin-Biden talks after killing allegations is a missed opportunity. Uh, the Russian foreign minister said Monday that wa that Washington has rejected Vladimir Putin's arrangement uh for a public call with Joe Biden, the President of the United States, to help defuse tensions raised by Biden's recent remarks saying that the Russian leader Vladimir Putin was a killer. In an interview last Wednesday, Biden replied, I do, when asked if he thought Putin was a killer. A spokesman for Putin said that a subsequent offer to make a call uh, make a public call was intended to prevent Biden's statement from inflicting impar ir oh, irreparable damage to the already frayed ties between the two countries. Yeah, I mean, I did you see the? I think I guess the best place to start is did you see the Biden any clips from the Biden interview? I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw the clip of him talking. No, about... No, I just saw the clips. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you saw the clip of him talking about Putin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what did you think of that? Like, is their reaction to it justified or? No, no, it isn't. What do you? I, okay. I feel. I, I I just feel like Biden. Biden is is. I I kind of agree that uh, uh, they should have talked uh, together instead of like. Uh, being on opposite sides of the the border and not talking to each other, not talking to each other doesn't really help the situation. I think talking to each other would be a amazing opportunity. But I don't blame. I kind of don't blame Biden either because he kind of has to keep the parents of uh, blaming. Russia for the 2016 elections fell. So I, I kind of understand why he's not doing it as a, as a, as a Democrat, as he is. Like, on the left side, people are still believing the Russia the hoax, as I'm going to call it. So not talking to them kind of proves, yeah, 
gives me uh, a sign that he's not thinking of the greater good of the the world. He's just thinking of how it would look like if Biden looked uh, talked to Putin. Right. It says here, uh, Biden says, uh, the days of the U.S. rolling over to Putin are done, and he is taking... It has taken pains to contrast the style of the former president, Donald Trump, who avoided confrontation with Putin. Right. I don't know what they were watching when all those troops were being put on the border and in Crimea and everything else when Putin was there. But sure. I'm not sure. All right. When uh, Trump was bombing Iranian generals who are, when Iran is allied with uh, Russia, so we bombed Russia's ally, so that was definitely avoiding confrontation. Um, mm, definitely. Uh, yeah, so it says the Biden administration warned Russia over uh, it would sanction even more the country uh, over its attempt to influence the 2020 election uh, and massive solar wind hacks. Uh, so what is this talking about? That Russia influenced the election, from? Yeah... It's almost like we have talked about this since 2000, well, before 2016, I should say. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm, I'm ha having a little deja vu here. <laughs> it's, 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 it seems like it, uh, this is something we have talked uh, about before. Is it okay if I don't believe it this time either? Uh, it says Russia and Iran tried to interfere yeah. in the 2020 election intelligence agencies mm -hmm. have said excuse me yeah. both countries carried out operations to try to interfere in the 2020 presidential election between joe biden and donald trump a, a report said tuesday uh, mm -hmm. the u.s intelligence community also determined that china did not try to change the outcome of the of the 2020 race if you remember uh, not china okay. if you remember we covered a thing in the middle of the election, they were saying that China was helping yes. uh, Biden and that Russia was helping Trump. Yes. And now they're saying yes. that now that uh, Biden won, now China wasn't. Now, now China was won. now not China trying to help Biden. Right. <laughs> Just to let you know. Is it me or does that seem a little fishy? <laughs> it seems a little weird. Uh, the assessment was released as the Biden administration works to bolster relationships, uh, in or oh, bolster relationships with U.S. allies in order to put pressure on both Russia and Iran. Uh, right. Okay. It's, it's, so yeah, this is all has to do with the same stuff as far as like we. This administration is going to be a war hawk administration who's going to start oh, fights with everybody. Uh, I mean, yeah. we're, we're only two and a half months in and we're already starting fights with two major uh, powers in, in the world. Right. It says here, in addition to Iran, the investigation found that Cuba, Venezuela, and Lebanese Hezbollah has also been working to influence the 2020 election on a smaller <laughs> scale. On a small scale. Okay. We had hey, to get Cuba I, and Venezuela I've in there just so we have all our bases covered for when we go to World War Three. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been working on it for, on a small scale. 
I have had this podcast talking about it, so I've been working on it. On to a degree, yeah, you could say everybody yeah. who's ever talked about the election has influenced, <laughs> has quote unquote influenced the election on a small quote yes. unquote scale, right? Yes. So, so if the FBI is listening, yes, I tried to, I tried to interfere with your election in twenty. You know who's really been interfering in the election this whole time is that damn New York Times. They've been writing all about it. <laughs> I love New York Times. They are so amazing. Yeah, no, so Norway tried to influence uh, the election in 2020 on a small scale. That's true. On a small scale, sure. Me personally, yeah, yeah. Me saying you should uh, vote for Bernie Sanders is is, uh, election interference. (laughs) Sure. For definition. (laughs) If you really, really define it. Sure. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about something that isn't as fun, because guess what? You have had two mass shootings in the US of A in less than a week. Yay, hey. Uh, that's right. Uh, the most recent one in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, the other one in G- Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, in less than a week, authorities say 10 people were killed by a gunman at a Colorado supermarket and eight people shot in, in Atlanta. Um, yeah, it seems like America's back, baby. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of... Uh, not many people know this, but... Uh, the week before we started this podcast, long, long time ago, in the galaxy far, far away, we had a mass shooting, and I, and Luke said to me, "Oh gosh, I wish we were recording this week." And I said to Luke, "Don't worry, there will be a mass shooting again." And three days before we recorded our first episode, there was a mass shooting, and our first podcasts were about gun violence in America like the very first we, podcast we, yeah 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 and it, it it seems like nothing has changed at all since then like I I get so tired of covering this because it's it's lack of life that could be easily prevented by very very easy measurements by for example having uh, a psychiatric uh, like like uh, system that mental patients were not allowed to buy weapons. Like not having uh, weapons that had sixteen hundred rounds in them. Like you don't go hunting with sixteen hundred rounds a for weapons. Like nobody is going to get me to believe that in my wildest dreams that is a, a, a thing that happens in the United States. You don't shoot elks full of lead. It doesn't happen. And then I, I, I just saw your your uh, president on TV like talking about how awful he thought it was. And I was like, every fucking president has done that before you. Like, why don't you just, like, simply fucking do something instead of talking about doing something? Well, clearly, they, 
it seems like nothing has been done because um, there's definitely a whole. Nothing has to be done. <laughs> well, there's there is a separation in America as to what needs to be done, right? So, getting sure. set, getting something done is harder than just saying, "Oh, why don't you just do something?" That's not. It's not how the politics in America work, right? So, um, I think another like when you were saying, don't allow people who have mental health issues to get guns. That's a great concept, right? If America had a good health system that could detect right. people with mental health issues, right? So yeah. it starts with the bad um, the bad health system in America as far as not having some type of universal health care where people can't go yeah. if they are having an episode where they're having a mental health episode. They have nowhere mm. to go. And then it gets worse and worse and worse. And the one place they can go is the gun store. And that place will is there for them 24 hours a day. You know what I mean? You know, it, it, it uh, shocks me when I, 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 I think there was a documentary, Louis Thoreau had some <clears throat> few years ago when he went to a gun show and how unregulated... That was like you don't even have to have a gun permission to buy guns on gun show. Like at certain, like not all state. Like that's a state by sure. state thing. But yeah, I mean, even if you're in a certain state, you could always just go to the state next door uh, if it has laxer laws than the one you're in. If you really wanted to go, yeah. right? And and that's like it's so uh, like what like uh, how is that allowed? Like. I'm 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 a pacifist, so I I don't touch guns. But but uh, I'm I'm not I'm not against uh, the fourth amendment uh, in any ways. Second, I am second. Okay, second. Sorry, uh, but I I do believe that uh, it is the right to bear arms. Doesn't mean uh, AK. 16 or whatever they are called with us. You gotta remember the history of America and that we uh, violently left the British colonial system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where that law comes out of, is that that revolution. Um, Sure. And so a lot of people still take that to heart and uh, say, hey, this is part of our tradition. The part, this is a big part of America because that's this is what made America America. You know what I mean? I mean, it is. And I, I, when you I think about it, it's not the Tenth yeah. Amendment; it's the Second Amendment. No. You know what I mean? No, it's no. the second thing that they were like, hey, this might yeah, be yeah. important <laughs> after free speech, <laughs> right? So there yeah, is something uh, to say uh, about no, that. Like, like I like I said, I'm not against it. Like me personally, I would hold gun, but I'm not against people having guns. I'm just saying that there should be a system around it. Right, and I'm uh, saying you got to understand the mentality of Americans. It, it's it's sure. not it. You're trying to come at it from a different perspective. In that, like, oh, this is the logical thing to do, but tradition is almost never logical. Fro, is Christmas right. logical? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's not no. logical for us to still be celebrating Christmas, right? right? But we're doing it. So that, I think that's the same thing. It's like this is a tradition of America to have guns. And it, so it's never going to be a logical decision, I guess is my point. Right. Yeah. I do agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And I, 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 and not... I agree that we should have... I don't think people should uh, be able to get certain guns. I think uh, there are guns that people should be allowed to have. But I think... And 
there should be better training if you are going to be allowed to get a gun. There should oh, be yeah. mental health Definitely. checks, but then if we are going to, like I said, if we're going to do me mental health checks, we need to improve the health system so that we can have people tested if they have any kind of issues, right? So there's a right. lot of things that, that need to be taken care of with the system we have already uh, to make the gun laws work, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. So that's a whole other... It's a giant can of worms to even try to open up, and I think that's why a lot of uh, politicians avoid even talking about it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. Like I said, I I, I, I get a little little tired of uh, of of seeing the politicians like promising stricter gun laws. Uh, well, I think it's great for us to talk about it because you're in a way more uh, conservative than I am. I'm more liberal generally right. about most things but i'm more when it comes to guns i'm more concerned like i i i'm more pro-gun and you're less pro-gun even though we're oh, on the like you're more uh i'm more liberal and you're more conservative so for people to see to hear that i think is an interesting perspective i i agree yeah uh do you think gc uh, max has uh guns I bet she's got. You ever see Terminator Two where they open up that big cache of guns in the ground? Yeah. <laughs> where where she gets out of the mental hospital and they go to the desert? That's probably what Jizzy Max has somewhere. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, she didn't get out of bail again. Uh, Q sex trafficker, trafficker, Jizzy Max Maxwell has been denied bail by a New York judge for the third time on Monday. Uh, she was denied bail in July and then again in December and remains in prison in Brooklyn. She is awaiting trial in the summer. As a part of her third attempt at bail, Maxwell had offered to give up both her Brit British and French uh, citizenship, but the Manhattan federal court judge ruled she was still a flight risk. Uh, the judge said there was no combination of conditions that could reasonably assure her appearance in court. Could not agree more. And that's what we said at the time. We we were like, if yeah. she does, if she thinks that this lady uh, doesn't have other ways of getting out of the system, then she's crazy. But clear, uh, good on the judge, I guess, right? Yeah. I guess some judges can't be bribed. Well, either that or she is being bribed to keep her in there, so... Uh, <laughs> she doesn't commit suicide and go right, away. Right, exactly. So it doesn't look <laughs> weird. It, right. Yeah. Because uh, Epstein killed himself, you know. I think everybody knows that, right? That was actually yeah. funny, funny on Frenemy. One of the Frenemies this week that she didn't even know who Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein was. 16. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She must be. Trisha must be the last person on earth to not know who Jeffrey Epstein was. <laughs> Oh, we will talk about friend miss a little later. Uh, hey, if you smoked marijuana, do you think you would could lose your job at White House? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would always assume that in in the past that. Yeah. Uh, what is the rules uh, for marijuana use in the Washington state? That's a good. It's legal. It's legal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I sent you that whole thing that um, magic mushrooms are now legal in Washington, D.C. Oh, that's right, yes. So even harder drugs than marijuana are illegal to be used there recreationally. Um, right. 
Yeah. Five White House staffers, so, though, have been fired because of their past yeah. marijuana use, uh, or drug use, including marijuana, is what it said. Uh, marijuana has become an issue in the in President Joe Biden's administration. Uh, Fifteen states and Washington D.C., like I said, allow for recreational use. Uh, the administration has tried to not automatically penalize potential staffers for for their own legal behavior in communities. Uh, Developing the policy, uh, the Daily Beast website uh, first reported the firings Thursday night. Uh, hundreds of aides in the two months before the Biden administration took office have cleared, uh, or were cleared by review by st uh, career staffers handling security issues. The marijuana policy has become less string stringent under the Biden administration, allowing up to 15 past uses of marijuana in a year among White House staffers. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. What? Sorry? Say that I didn't understand that even. What, what does that mean? There, you Allowing up to 15 past uses. So you have to have counted the amount of past times you use? smoked pot in the last year, and if it's more than 15, you're not allowed to work at the White House. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> nope. How does that not make sense? If in if in the last year you haven't, if you've used it oh, fourteen times, it doesn't make sense in 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 a, in a logical way for the White House. It doesn't make sense. I un understand that it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Oh, okay, uh, right. You confused the hell out of me there. Um, right. It, it, I guess what, what it is is uh, it says the security review have been issued to past administrations, at least 25% clearance denial uh, were overturned by President Donald Trump. So like, this is something they do for every like initiate that comes into the White House. Uh, mm. The Biden administration had said to, the peop to people, hey, if you have past marijuana use, that's not going to be an issue in hiring you. Then when the people filled it out, they actually put down, hey, I actually do use marijuana. When the Biden administration saw that, they fired them, is what happened here. So it, yeah. they almost lulled these people into a sense of security, saying, oh, yeah, yeah don't worry about them. it. Yeah. You just write yeah. it down, and, and we, it won't even be an issue, just whatever. And then when they did find out, uh, they fired them for it. Yeah. I mean, we know Biden is hugely anti-drug, anti-marijuana. Oh, yeah. He's, like, oh, yeah, yeah. so hardcore anti-drug, it's not even funny. Yes. And, like... I'm assuming that comes from his very hard Catholic upbringing, uh, the anti-drug stuff. Sure. I don't... Here... This is going to maybe sound a little blasphemic to be people that are Christians that listen to the podcast. If you are a Christian and listen to the podcast, praise God. Uh, but... <laughs> but uh, I don't remember... I have read the Old and the New Testament more than most people, and I don't remember there being any anti-drugs in the Bible. Like, I mean, I, Moses talks to the burning bush, so some drugs are definitely <laughs> used in the Bible. There's been a lot of people that suggest that the burning bush was actually a hallucinogenic plant. <laughs> That Moses accident, like he accidentally ingested some of the burning bush, which was, sure. I think, like, like there in that 
in that area, there's like a psychedelic drug called, I think it's called Akasha or something, and that he may okay. have ingested it and then hallucinated the burning bush and that the burning bush all was just a drug-induced hallucination by Moses. Right. Would would explain a lot. A lot, of right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I see a man. He had a very big boat. <laughs> boat. He had two Every animal! I promise you! It's so dope! The bush was talking to me, dog. The bush was talking to me. It gave me these rocks. (laughs) Ten commandments, dude! Ten! And every Christian is like, oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, Okay, uh... Hey, uh, what do you do if you're, uh... Uh, you're cancelled on Twitter and you can't have your, your Twitter account. Well, then you go to Reddit and complain about it. But <laughs> if you're the president of the United States, aka Trump, the ex-president, or in some very uh, many places in the United States, especially the red states, in the <laughs> in, 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 in the south of America, he, he's still the president in some states. Uh, he plans to make a social media return with his own platform, Luke. Woohoo! Uh, it says he will soon return to social media with his own platform. Um, he says the platform... Uh, oh, Jason Miller on Fox News said, The platform will be the hottest ticket in social media and will completely <laughs> redefine... And would completely redefine the game. Mr. Trump was suspended from Twitter and Facebook in January uh, after the Capitol attacks. Uh, The former president had nearly 90 million followers on Twitter. Uh, Do we know... The thing is, we don't really know anything about this platform, but I would assume it's going to be very similar to Twitter just because... That's the one he was so. That's the one he liked the most before he got kicked off of all the social right, media platforms. Right. It would be the right wing version of Twitter. Uh, yeah, I mean, there kind of already are some right wing versions of Twitter. This is going to be more of like a Trumpian version of Twitter. I think what it's going to be more like is um, harder. <laughs> no, not even that. I think it's going to be uh, what was that app uh, for Hawkeye? Hawkeye? Hawkeye, the Marvel character, he made his own app, and it was just like an app where it was just... Oh, yes! It was just him, and it it was like the only thing you could do on the app... Renner. The Jeremy Renner app. Right, it's just going to be that, but Donald Trump. Doesn't that make sense to you? That it's just going to be like, the only thing you can do on the app is pay Donald Trump uh, and see posts from Donald Trump and talk about Donald right. Trump. That's like my guess is it's going to be the Jerry Renner app, just Donald Trump edition. Sure. Uh, how much would you pay to not to download that? The funny part is that you know that tons of people are just going to download it to troll the other people that are on. Yeah. Like, so I almost yeah. think I will end up downloading it just to troll people on there, but. <laughs> Post this podcast there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Exactly. But uh, we need a, a funny name for it, though. Like, we have Twitter, we have Parler. What should it be called? Airdo? Uh, 
it's going to be spelled like you know fire festival fire festival was spelled with a with a y yes this is going to be called trumpster fire with a y <laughs> trumpster fire with a y <laughs> yep that is definitely the name right okay uh uh, to our French listeners, uh, French police uh, had a one million uh, is that euros? Yeah. Drug, drug how found to be powered strawberries. I know. <laughs> this is so funny. I love this case. Uh, this week <laughs> in Paris, uh, the police announced a fruitful investigation. Uh, Oh, see what they did there. With a raid netting uh, MDMA and ecstasy with a street value of over $1.2 million, or 1 million euros. Uh, sources close to the investigation now say the pink powder that the police found, that's hard to say, pink powder that the police found was in fact just ground up sweets, more specifically crushed tanga strawberry uh, made by Haribo. Uh, one of the most popular brands of sweets in France. Yeah, I love Haribo. Uh, do you like Haribo? I've never had this. Like, Haribo here, when you people talk about it in America, we talk about yeah. uh, gummy bears. Like, I've never seen this kind. Ah, yeah. okay. Gummy bears or gummy worms or anything like that. I've never seen, like, a powdered version of Haribo. But, I mean, it's probably the same brand. It's just, like, not an oh. Amer American version. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, uh, if you ever uh, have made yourself Kool-Aid, it kind of looks that like that. Well, I can see the picture here of what it... I mean, I can yeah. imagine... We have this thing called Lickamade, which is like... It's like all this powdered sugar, and then it has like a little stick that you stick in the sugar, and then you lick the stick off uh, and eat the sugar. That's what it looks like to me. Oh. I, don't, I don't know if you have those there. Uh it says here the suspect uh, faces prosecution by police because they also found stolen phones as well as a machine used to manufacture ecstasy tablets. Oh, that's probably why they thought it was ecstasy, I guess. Ah, uh, but ah. it's not clear why the original hall was reported illegal, t reported to be illegal drugs. Well, obviously, my guess here is, Fro, <laughs> what happened? I don't know if you have any ideas, but my idea is that this person was pressing powdered candy into ecstasy fake ecstasy tablets and selling them uh, right that's the real thing. as the real thing and trying to make money yes. yeah exactly that's what i'm thinking as well I'll, it's a very easy way of of earning some money I guess so, and unless you're doing it in a large quantity to a, a, some kind of drug cartel that's going to murder you after they find out it's candy but sure, sure. <laughs> Hey, talking about your president, uh, your ex-president couldn't walk downstairs. Uh, well, your now president can't walk down upstairs. Uh, right, Biden tripped and fell multiple times as he climbed the stairs of Air Force One Friday. Uh, cameras captured this and his departure from Atlanta, where he and Kamala Harris were scheduled to meet with members of the Asian American community. Of course, after that shooting. Uh, yeah, we saw this video. I, we don't really need to watch the video. Everybody in the world has seen this video. What do right. you think about the about the whole incident and what like the surrounding kind of... Uh, there were a lot of memes right. online and things yes. like that. Yeah, I, I, I heard 
I heard the music too. Param param param. All like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I I. It's just like, it, it was kind of funny because the way he fell was so comical, and and how unscaped uh, he looked like after it. He, he was like, yeah, this is a big thing. Like I do this all the time. <laughs> he didn't look like at all worried or anything. Like when Trump went down the the stairs, he, he like tweeted about it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't remember awesome. the Trump thing at all. I, you might remember that, but I don't. I honestly walking do not down remember. the platform. You don't remember that? And people talking about how <laughs> how 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 he walked. He walked so, down a platform. You'd have to be more specific, yeah. I guess. I, no, I don't okay. remember. Not. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. It, it was funny. Yeah, I mean, there were some good memes. There was a one uh, that was, like, him, he tripped the second or third time, maybe, uh, and goes down, mm. and somebody edited him going into, like, a Rick and Morty wormhole, like, disappearing into a <laughs> Rick and Morty wormhole. Or one where he's, like, fell into... Uh, it fell into like a uh, acid trip kind of like he fell down and it was like uh, Alice in Wonderland falling through the rabbit hole or whatever. Funny right. stuff like that. Yeah. Very cur- curb your enthusiasm fall. Right. I, I think the fun. funniest thing is like if it would have just tripped once, it would have been one thing. But he tripped and then he didn't <laughs> even really try to get like like get back uh, his no. presence. He just like went for it and then tripped again and yeah. then. Didn't try to get, like, didn't collect himself or anything, went for it again, and then tripped again. That was the part that made it, like, kind of funny. Hey, um, do you like change? Uh, yeah. Quarters, nickels, dimes, love them. <laughs> yeah. Tom is going to tell the truth of what kind of change. Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. I was off last week. Not because I wanted to. But I lost track of time. Yeah, that was happening during this pandemic. I lose track of time. Which day is it? When do I have to sleep? When do I have to wake up? There are no routines anymore. In the beginning, I tried to hold the routine. Wake, go to bed at the same point. Wake up at the same point. But now I don't give a fuck. The problem with my version of don't give a fuck is that there's no consequences for other people. But there are a lot of people who don't give a fuck who concerns a lot of other people. I don't know if it's a spring break in the United States right now or the fact that people want to go to big concerts and matches and so on. Well, we have to hold those horses. Australia and New Zealand are opening again because they did the right thing in the first place. Sometimes you have to sacrifice a lot. It's incredible in the habit in the society when you cannot ask people to sacrifice anything at all. But also the thing double standards. When it comes to the military, you have to sacrifice yourself. Everybody says when you fight for your country, you have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice for this. You sacrifice for that. But you cannot sacrifice a little freedom for a little bit of time for other people so they can survive. Death numbers are going to come up. Yes, they are.
why do I repeat myself on these issues so very often? Well, I do because everybody wants change, but nobody wants to change. I also talked about that before. If you are in a climate crisis right now, then we have to sacrifice for change. Things are going to change how we live our lives. We cannot pollute like we did. We cannot have meat production as we did. We cannot, a lot of things we used to do as we see as normal, as we see as a normal freedom, or we can't do because we're living on this fucking planet altogether. The rainforest is being cut down. The weather is getting more extreme. And nothing's going to change. Well, there's a lot of technology who can help us adapt and do things differently and better. But that's never going to work without some sacrifice. Yes, your life is not going to be what it is. And every environmentalist who says something different is lying because things are going to change. But the people who said we should just keep our freedom as we is, their lives also going to change. And if they keep on doing what they do, things are going to change. It's not about are we going to change or do things we did as we do. It's how we're going to change and what kind of change we want. Do we want a polluted, fucking shitty planet? People starving and we have refugees and, and they have some places are not livable? Or we want a better green world? It is choices. I think my choice of sacrifice also going to benefit a good, a good freedom. Freedom to drink clean water. A freedom to be, be not polluted air. Yes, that also a freedom. That's the fear of freedom the conservatives and people on the right never want to give it to you. We need a society for everybody, not just one little percent on the top. I said that before too. But it's up to you. You can do that between elections or you can just start doing a job in your everyday life. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Change! Huh! What is it good for? Absolutely nothing! <laughs> yeah, that catchy 1960s song, that, that one, bro. Thank you for that rendition. <laughs> <laughs> Made it a little different. I saw some things on TV this week. Um, let's see. Where should we start? I, oh, I guess the best place to start. Uh, OnlyFans selling sexy, which is like an ABC special report, kind of like the other ABC okay. special report we watched on Hulu, but on Hulu. So apparently Hulu okay. is working with ABC to do some kind of like documentary series. This one was about OnlyFans. Specifically, mm, a quarter of it was about the controversy with, um, uh, gosh, what's her name? Disney Bella star. Thorne? No, Bella Thorne. Oh, oh Bella Thorne, yeah. She, when Bella Thorne went on she there. Got so popular that they had to shut it down. <laughs> no, the, the yeah. controversy with Bella Thorne, this was the one where she, like, said she was going to do nude photos and everybody signed up it, the first day and she made, like, a million dollars in the first day of signing up. And then right. the next day she went out on Twitter and said, oh, by the way, I'm not doing any nudes. And uh, everybody got super pissed because the people on there that do do that stuff already, they worked really hard to get a reputation on there and... and 
sure. you know, uh, make their name for themselves on the site. And then this celebrity comes in and is just like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to make a million dollars in a day and I don't care about any little, <laughs> little people, you know what I mean? That, so it pissed a lot right. of people off, um, and brought up the kind of, uh, the question of like sex workers rights and things like that at the time. Uh, so this documentary was pretty interesting. It was a lot more about OnlyFans than it was about the Bella Thorne situation. Uh, okay. It had interviews with male and female OnlyFans people that both do uh, from just regular kind of modeling all the way up to sexual stuff that, you know, because right. OnlyFans isn't always sexual. It can just no, be no. whatever. It, like, there's podcasts on OnlyFans, believe it or not. Right. Uh, but yeah. it, this also brought up an interesting point of, like, gentrification of the internet. Have you ever thought mm -hmm. about this? Like, you know, gent gentrifying a city, right? Like, uh, right. but think about a website, um, like yeah. OnlyFans. Like, it would it. There's all these people that are uh, native to OnlyFans, and then all of a sudden, it gets an influx of people uh, that are like celebrities that take over the platforms, and all these other people that were already there kind of lose a lot of their business. Uh, mm. I think that's an interesting idea to think about in the future with a lot of different websites being taken over by corporations and things like that. I think YouTube was kind of gentrified already. Oh, definitely. Uh, I saw a new QAnon show, because that's the thing. Uh, uh, HBO had Q into the storm. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't hear about this at all. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Two first episodes of that I saw. Uh, Come before the storm, and do you believe in coincidence? Um, so I think this is a, bit, a better documentary and than the uh, other one that you saw. Uh, uh, I think this is more uh, more serious and more uh, non-specular and actually okay. going to the sources. I really liked it. Uh, they. They uh, like talked to Frederick uh, Brennan that I knew of before. Uh, uh, very much about like HN and how QAnon is user uses HN and things like that. Very very interesting. I give it a seven. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, what did you give that uh, other show? Uh, oh, I. I give it a five. Right, OnlyFans okay. selling sexy is what it was called uh, on Hulu. Yep. It's it's it got information. Really like if you're interested in finding out about OnlyFans, which I was like yeah. interested in finding the ins and outs. Uh, it's yeah. super interesting, but as a documentary, super standard. So. Okay. Cool. Oh right, uh, let's talk about Zero Chill from on Netflix. <laughs> this is an ice. No, no, that's 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 not what it's called. Look, it's called with ice in the stomach. With ice in in the in the stomach or in your stomach? Yes. Uh, no, in the stomach. Ice in the stomach. Right. Yeah. In Norway, it's called that uh, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I believe this is a Canadian show, uh, but it's on hey. Netflix. It seems Canadian. Um, it's about it's ice skating, ice skating slash hockey because there's a brother mm. and sister pair one is a a hockey player and he gets a scholarship uh so they have to move uh over to england from canada and uh his sister is an an ice dancer is that what we were gonna call her 
Sure. Sure. And, uh, like, as in pairs ice dancing, uh, she has to split from her partner, uh, who's back in Canada, and she's very upset about it. That's the whole premise of the show. Um, yeah, it's not good. It, the acting is terrible. No. The concept is not my cup of tea. Uh, the storyline writing is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. How would uh, how would the one guy get away uh, out of the building when the other girl got caught at, at one point in the show? Um, yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff in the show. Overall, I don't know. What do you think about it? I thought it was a piece of garbage. I was almost going to say something even more mean. But yeah, um, I I can't find any redeeming qualities to the show other than that I didn't watch more than two episodes. Uh, is that a redeeming quality of a show when I stopped watching it? Maybe it's because it's Canadian, but it felt very Degrassi to me. <laughs> yeah, it had a very Degrassi feel to the act, the acting. And maybe it's also yeah. because so, what three of the main actors are teenagers, Canadian teenagers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's got a very Degrassi feel with ice skating. Um, I give it a two. <laughs> I don't know about you, Ryman. Oh, you're you're nice. I give it a one point five. Oh, well, yeah, we're still pretty close, but I'm yeah, it's definitely in that lower territory in the like worst oh, shows bad. of the year, definitely. It's bad. Another thing that Luke made me watch is uh, Country Comfort. You know, oh my gosh, yeah. Talking about shit shows. Uh, <laughs> uh, not as bad. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, hey, if you want to make a situation comedy, uh, Let's make the premise as ludicrous as this. This is about a lady that uh, loses her um, uh, her car breaks down, right? Right. And and she knocks on the door, and the people that are inside are a family of people that also can sing country, and uh, she makes a band with them, more or less. In a way where it's right. like she's kind of almost replacing their mother because yeah. the one, the family, it was a family country band and their mother dies. Died. Right, a year ago or something like that, two years ago. Uh, I don't even remember. And this lady who happens to also be a country singer breaks down mm-hmm. in front of their house right before their... Like, ten minutes after she breaks down in front of their house, there happens to be a... Not a hurricane, a, a tornado over the, over the house. So they all have to go hide in the basement, and they learn she can play the guitar, and they just strike up a chord, and they all just start jamming out in the basement while the tornado happens. Right? <laughs> I That's, was thinking about... I was thinking about you when I saw that, because... Luke I fast-forwarded. <laughs> like, Luke, Luke hates it when they all of a sudden start to sing for no reason right i don't mind it if it's got like a purpose right but this it's just like all of a sudden they're like oh we're all just gonna pick up an (laughs) instrument and start strumming a song we all just happen to know right (laughs) that's the most annoying thing to me um but i i will give this to them uh one of the girls is one of the cutest little girls i have ever seen my in my entire life you think that's a real accent, or do you think they told her to kind of, like, southern it up a little bit? 
You know what I, I mean? I don't know. I don't know. But it sounds super, so super. southern. It's like overly southern to me. I, 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 she's super cute, and she saves this show from giving a, a two. To be right, honest. I gave it a three, actually. I gave it a three point five. Oh, yeah, we're pretty close. I think the main actress might be the worst part of the show. I don't know why they... Right. And they act like... They treat her like she's a celebrity that we're supposed to identify with as, like, a huge celebrity. (laughs) Maybe in, like, the country music scene or something, she's, like, a big deal. And I don't know about it. But to me, it was... Uh, They were acting like, oh, uh, the one son is, like super into her like uh hitting on her the whole time you know what i mean and it's like (laughs) i don't understand this because he's like what 14 and she's maybe 50 it didn't really it was kind of weird speaking of weird (laughs) i saw i saw a show on the e-network from okay called overserved with lisa vanderpump oh yes i am so happy you saw this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm so happy with this. It's terrible. I, I don't. I can't even describe it. So I'm gonna just read the description because I can't even. <laughs> well, she, she she's she's there inviting her friends over to, to have drinks. It says Come Lisa on. invites viewers to her Villa Rosa and El, El Fresco <laughs> for an El Fresco evening full of unexpected surprises and revealing <laughs> moments as she and her two hosts. Ooh. Uh, two and three celebrity guests uh, go- come f- together for an unforgettable night of stiff cocktails, devilish fun, and delicious feasts. Uh, and let's use that word celebrity friends a little loose. <laughs> <laughs> right, just there happened to be B celebrities that she was able to get on the show. Very, 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 very B celebrities. <laughs> and she seems incredibly pilled up the whole time. I don't know if that's just her personality or what, but... No, um, no, no, no. So, so uh, wonder, uh, wonder camp rules or wonder puff rules or whatever that right. show called. I never saw that. Uh, where, uh, where she has the restaurant is one of my favorite shows on there. Okay. So when I saw this was out, I was like, I need to see this. <laughs> and I was like, this is nothing like this at all. <laughs> I have never been so disappointed in my entire life. Uh, I thought this was going to be a reality show. Oh, in- did you? Okay. Yes. I yes. read I, re- I read kind of into it before I went into it, and I was like, what is this show about? And so I watched yeah. and it really is, like, what it says. It's just her right. and three, two to three celebrities sit down at a table and talk, right. and they film it, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Like, they eat some food. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing else to the show. There's no other kind of, like, <laughs> like you think, oh, there's going to be some other, like, oh, a twist or a turn. Uh, no, they just sit down at a table. It's a mukbang on E-Network. Yep. Now do they think about it, it's a mukbang, <laughs> isn't it? It should be called mukbang with Lisa Vanderpump is what it should be called. Oh, that's so funny. I gave this a point five. Oh, I gave it a one. <laughs> it's terrible. It's not a TV uh, show, even really. It's a it's a mukbang. Right? Right. It's not even a TV show. It, like I said, it's a mukbang. Oh. Um. Okay, I discovered uh, a hidden little treasure this week. That's for fucking sure because I have really, really appreciated this show. Uh, it's called Hot in Cleveland. Okay. Uh, it, it's not a new show at all. Uh, and. 
uh, it is uh, one of the most funny uh, sitcoms I have ever seen in my entire life. Uh, it's from 2010. It has uh, Betty White uh, in it. It has uh, Jane Leaves. People that don't know who that is, she was Daphne in Frasier. Uh, in it, uh, uh, Wendy uh, Malik is in it uh, as Victoria Chase. Like the premise of this is super stupid. It is three, three girls that's on a, a flight to Paris. Uh, the flight uh, gets cancelled in the middle of, of of the trip because there's this storm outside. They have to land in Cleveland. They are from LA. And uh, uh, one of the girls has kind of a crisis and, and rents an uh, apartment there in Cleveland because she she likes that she gets hit on all, all the time. That's why it's called Hit Hot in Cleveland. And that's the premise. I mean, that's a super, super stupid premise. But I fucking love this show. Like, this is such a... I have never ever heard of this show before this week. I just found it on a wimp. And uh, yeah, it is so fucking hilarious. One of like I think it is maybe one of my favorite sitcoms of all time right now. Uh I give the whole show I have seen three seasons. I would give it easily an 8. Okay. Uh yeah. I saw a show on Sci-Fi on Siffy. Uh, mm-hmm. called the pole. It's a. This is the part of the their new uh block of animation on sci-fi. Uh, okay. That I don't. I covered some of their animation shows like at the end of last year, and they just came out with another one. Uh, I think two actually. Uh, this one's called the pole, and it's about the South Pole, like Santa Claus, oh, uh, okay. and uh, reindeer and everything else. Uh, what's a good way to kind of, uh, it's kind of all, it's like the North Pole is kind of like a bureaucracy, and, uh, Santa has a drug problem, and so everything's going to crap, and he's, uh, battling it out with the, um, elf unions, uh, who are trying to get better wages for the elves, and they find out, uh, one of the people find out, like, in a scandal, that, uh, he's been giving better toys to the naughty kids than the nice kids. It's a kind of an adult version, like an adult kind of Santa cartoon. I don't know how to describe it other than that. Pretty okay. funny. I'd recommend checking it out. Only one episode, so I can't say whether it's great or not yet, but the initial premise is kind of interesting. It seems like something that, like, okay, it'd be funny as, like, a skit, but I don't know if a whole season of this is going to be funny. You know what I mean? Hmm. So I'm going to give it a six and uh, give it room for improvement, but maybe uh, it could also go down. Uh, okay, was that the last thing you saw? No. What was the last thing you saw? Well, I've seen two more things, I think, yeah. Um, oh. And I know you've seen uh, one of them. Okay. Uh, what? I saw Devil May Care, also on Sci-Fi. Okay. Uh, this is another cartoon, but I think this came out uh, in February. So this was out for a while, but when I was I was on Sci-Fi and I saw that they had the, like put out the poll, and 
they recommended me Devil May Care after I finished that. Uh, and it, it's about a guy who dies, who's like a millennial kind of Gen Z kid, uh, who dies and goes to hell, alright, Devil May Care. And when he gets mm-hmm. there, he realizes that the devil... The devil's sick of how hell is, like, how we think of it, like, fire and brimstone and whatever. He's like, I want to revamp hell for the for the 2000s. I want to start a social media. I'm going to put in cities into, <laughs> into uh, hell. It's actually pretty funny. Uh, and so he gets this this guy who just died to help him set up a, the social media for, for hell. Uh, mm. So that's what it's kind of all about, is this guy working as a, the social media advisor to the devil. Uh, kind of a funny, uh, concept. Uh, I'm looking right now, it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, believe it or not. I gave this, uh, I'll give it an 8. Uh, I've only seen three episodes, but, and, oh, and there, it's like, these are like 15-minute episodes, because it's very similar Mm. to, uh, Adult Swim. Like, the animation block or whatever. So, most of them are like 15 to 20 minute episodes. This one I definitely recommend to you. I think you'd really like Devil May Care, Fro. Check that out. I definitely will. Also, Pizza Boys uh, about to buy guys uh, that buys an uh, uh, old Italian van called Smokey Pete <laughs> and uh, put a, an oven in it and set off a journey. They decide to enter the Pizza World Championship in Parma. Uh, and <laughs> it's it's very, very, very funny. Uh, I, I, I don't think I, I laughed uh, as much uh, as I did when I saw this. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, uh, not a, a TV show in in uh, it's it's more like um, uh, it's more like a reality sh- show following them. It's like it's a true story, so it's it's like it's it, it's a TV show, a do- documentary. documentary. Okay, yeah, <laughs> is that the word you were looking for that whole time? Jesus, okay. yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know where he is going with this. Uh... I was thinking you were trying to think of mockumentary or something. Um, Okay, is this... I haven't heard of this. This must be not American or something. No, it's British. Oh, it's British. Uh, That makes sense. And um, uh, they go to their favorite, like, Cardiff pizzeria and host their own, like, special send-off packing of, like, smoking peat and hitting the roads. It's very, very amazing. Uh, I give it a seven. Yeah. Okay, I think the last thing we both saw was Double Cross with Blake... What was his name? Blake Shelton? Is that his name? Yes, yeah. Do you ever heard of Blake Shelton before this? Yes. I had never heard of this guy, but okay. What? Uh, he's a football Blake Griffin. player? Okay, uh, Blake Griffin. But, uh, Blake Griffin, also... okay. Right. I have no idea who this guy is. Uh, I, I, I've seen him... In WWE, I think. Oh, really? So he's kind of making the circuit around TV, trying to like find something like for after he's done with whatever sporty plays. I'm not sure. I don't know what sporty plays. Something. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, this was awful. Uh, This was a prank show, except the idea of the double cross is that uh, the prank is. The one person thinks they're doing the prank, but they're actually getting pranked. Uh, right, that's the idea but of the show. Fake. 
This is fake. This yeah, is all the pr- like all of it's all actors who are pretending yes. to be pranked, right? But it is a yes. prank show in the sense that like Joey Salads on YouTube was also a prank show, and it was all fake. Right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. But everybody is paid actors, so I don't really, I didn't care at all for this. This is actually getting a very, very much lower score than it probably deserves because it's so fake. But I give it a one. I mean, every prank show is fake. You know that, right? <laughs> to a certain degree. Yeah. I, I would... I would, <laughs> I would you can't do pranks there. like this anymore without... Especially in no, America, without no, somebody getting yes, shot eventually. Some jackass things were real. Yeah, but jackass was a different animal. It wasn't really a prank show. Sure, but the pranks that they did for the Jackass movie and uh, the show was real. Yeah, but that's not the same. Jackass, this is a situation where you're pranking all all the people that are getting pranked are in one small group. When you're dealing with something like this, sure, you can't just bring random people into a situation, everything gets crazy, and not expect them to do something crazy. Like... The guy who was handcuffed to the pole, if that was real, he would have been right. trying to tear his wrist. It would have been all bloody and cut up from that yeah. handcuff. You So you can't do that in real life uh, and ex, ex, not expect something to go wrong. So all those kind of prank shows like this one are fake. Sure. Yeah. I, I agree. But I still give it a one. I give it a th- three. But I'll, I'll go down to... I think I'm going to go down to a 2.5... And not because it's fake, because it is incredibly fr- fake, and I agree with that. It's right. the in-between parts and the little jokes that oh. Bla- Blake Griffin does right before they cut back to the uh, the new Ooh. prank. The worst, like, crappiest jokes, and he doesn't know how to deliver a joke. He's, like, the most monotone person of all time. I don't know why they think this guy is good for TV, but sure. He's like, knock, knock, who's there? Pig, pig who? Oink, oink, that's the joke. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay, let's go now. <laughs> okay, uh, tell me your secrets, episode five looks still fucking good. I got here by myself, and episode five, Emma returned to Minnesota, goes to the core... Oh, Emma's return to Minnesota goes to the core of her being. Her secret protect protected by Esther is her daughter, Freya, being raised by foster parents. Emma wants Freya back, but is finally pursued by Pete to trust him, and he will help her. Uh, Power shifts further to John in his relationship with Mary when he discovers, oh, when she discovers his past, and Rose finds the truth about Emma and John finally, oh, and John finally tracks down his prey. Mm Mm-hmm. He definitely does at the end of this episode. Right. Uh, no, another good episode. Uh, they haven't really missed. Uh, it's been good from the beginning to the end. Uh, well, at, as, at least now. It's still good. It, it isn't as good as last episode. I will give them that. It's a little down. I Not not anything about the show. Even It's just like... It, it can't be peak uh, all the time. But this is another good episode. Uh, yeah, this episode, uh, it felt like we're getting back into very story-heavy stuff. Like, last episode, it was yeah. a lot of, like, 
very heavy dialogue scenes to like get into the characters yeah. and everything. In this episode, we got of like a lot of storyline development, and in the end, we mm. find out, like it says in the description, that uh, our bounty hunter slash whatever investigator uh, has found uh, this woman, uh, and in a very creepy way, like kind of goes up and we think he steals and, her cat, <laughs> and we were yes, like, and we. They really, really tricked us. Very good, uh, uh, like cross uh, cutting in in the show. Right, because we think he, the Mary is in one place and he's calling her right. and is like kind of right behind her because they shoot him mm -hmm. in the woods and they shoot her in and the woods and so we think they're right. kind of in the same place, but we realize afterwards that he's actually in a completely uh, some other woods somewhere else, but. They do it purposely to trick you, which is very cool. Yeah. Oh, still very good. I gave it an 8.5. Uh, yeah, I'll give it an 8. Yeah. Okay, uh, some news. Uh, spectators from abroad will be banned uh, for from the Tokyo Olympics. I'm not very shocked about this. Uh, it, yeah, it's just the Japanese public has also... Uh, oppose fans from abroad. Uh, several sur surveys have yeah. shown up to 80% of Japanese people oppose holding Olympics uh, uh, this way. So uh, they were just, I think the Japanese government is just kind of following what their people want. And it's like, I w let's say it was in America or, or it was in Norway. Would you want a whole bunch of people from other countries nope. coming there right now? Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Stay at home. Exactly. I so I, yeah, uh, I think that's that. Yeah. No, I I agree. Uh, so okay, uh, let's talk a little about Friendmies. Uh, Friendmies had how many episodes this week? Three. Uh, let's see. They did one. Well, I guess it did one. Depends one on what you four. count as the week. Yeah, they did at least three, maybe four, depending yeah. on what you count it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, I count I count a week from Monday to Monday uh, from Monday, Monday to Monday. Then they did four shows. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the well, no, there was a show on Tuesday, right? Or no? Yeah. No, so... they do. Yeah, they do their on Tuesday. Yeah, so they right. had four shows this week. They normally have two. Yeah, right. and, and the, yeah. So yeah, and it was mostly just because there was so m much stuff going on with David, David Dobrik, yeah. who I don't Jesus think we've really Christ. talked about. Or maybe we talked about no. him in the Jeremy round, like in passing, but I don't really remember it. Um, no, I don't. So. Uh, they've been talking a lot about him, and kind of. Did you ever watch him as a creator? No. I've. I don't think I've ever seen no. a David Dobrik vlog, ever. Could not give two shits. It's just like not my kind of like thing to watch on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I'm not really a vlog person to begin with, like any kind uh, of vlogs. Uh, and I never, just never really. I knew he was. I've always known kind of who he was, but uh, the oh, only yeah. thing I think I've ever seen him in is Extreme Dodgeball, fro, which we yes. both watched, which was an awful yeah. television show. Awful show. I remember him hosting that and being very, 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 ugh. <laughs> right, he's not good at hosting television, we know that. Uh, but in, now he has stepped down uh, from an app he co-founded following rape allegations. 
he he's been dropped uh, by a whole bunch of his uh... AI AI AR is that what they are called? AR Sports dropped them. Oh right, uh, yeah, a yeah. whole bunch of his sponsors have dropped him, but also uh, he ha- he had this app that he was kind of. It was about to be uh, come out, and he was kind of the owner mm-hmm. of this app. I mean, there were a lot of other people who were invested in it, but now he's been basically kicked off of all of that, uh, and he's being investigated uh, by at least uh, different news sources about other uh, allegations, I- including one that's in a Business Insider uh, article, which I think people could find out there, but people, it, it's behind a paywall, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but <clears throat> sorry. Uh, it seems for me, for me that uh, because he did uh, a very bad apology, then he did a even worse apology, and it seems like the second apology doesn't didn't mean anything because he did it because he didn't want people to go away from him. But he's losing subscribers, and I mean, what he did is. A big mo. It's awful. It's shit. If if it's true, I I have to say if it's true. I I don't. I mean, that's what you're saying is like one thing, and there's multiple different sure. claims, and that's one of the the one claim in the Business Insider article uh, is that he filmed uh, and was like kind of helped uh, coerce somebody into being uh, assaulted. Yeah. Right. Um, and so there are other allegations as well, right? So, um, some are, some might be true, some might not be true, but this one Mm. has definitely been corroborated as a hundred percent true. Like there's, there's photo evidence, there's video evidence, there's, uh, phone calls, uh, every, uh, text messages, everything you could possibly want as far as evidence to prove this happened. Yeah, and I, I, I just hope, I just hope uh, he, he loses everything. Like a person like that shouldn't be able to continue, if you ask me. But uh, that's personally me. <laughs> right. I mean, just we'll see what happens. Uh, see how well uh, protected he is. Is he as well protected as like Andrew, or yeah, Andrew Cuomo, or not? Right. You know what I mean. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, something much more fun. Uh, let's talk about Eurovision! Pew, pew, pew. Okay. Uh, Where do you want to start? About, I want to start with Denmark, your favorite country of all time, because holy shit. Uh, it is Fyr og Flamme with their song Øve oss på hinanden. What did you think about Øve oss på hinanden, Luke? When we talk about, like, Oh, this is kind of a Eurovision-y song, or this is like a has a little Eurovision vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like if you were to take uh, icing on a cake that was made of Eurovision and just spread it across the television screen. <laughs> but it's awful. That's the problem. But it's hilarious at the same time. Yeah. The guy it's dancing around like a goofball that. in the 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 yeah. singer, not the guitar player, but him dancing around like a goofball while the other dude's singing the chorus is <laughs> so hilarious to me. I mean, it's not going to do well, but it's really funny. No. I don't think it will qualify even to be honest because it's so bad. Yeah, I, it's also like 
nobody understands Danish. <laughs> like, who's going to vote for this? Like, it's in Danish. Did you understand? Yeah, I mean, it's all in Danish. But that could, I mean, I think the thing that they're counting on, it, these, they're definitely going for, like, a, a gay demographic. Where they're like, sure, oh, definitely, because it's got that very flamboyant feel to it. It's got this vaporwave nineteen eighties thing going on. That's also yes. kind of cool. Uh, the stage design and everything like that's kind of cool. So I don't oh, know yeah. that part could do well. I don't know. Everything is kind of interesting. The only thing is you can't understand the lyrics, right? Yeah, and I, I don't really like the song either. <laughs> Like, I understand the song. I understand the lyrics because I'm Norwegian. But I, I don't really like the song. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, it was just pretty standard. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd give it uh, a six. Okay, you're much more nice than me because I give it a four. Okay. Uh, then we'll talk about Estonia, uh, another neighboring country there of, of Norway. Did you know know that? No, it's not true. Uh, let's talk about Estonia. Uku Suviste with the lucky one, Luke. What did you think about this? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a song. I didn't. This didn't really strike me as anything special, really. I, I think my main problem. Well, with this, it's not especially the song, but his personality doesn't come out of the screen. You know what I mean? Maybe that, I mean, mm-hmm. nothing really stood out to me. It all was just very generic. No. I think that's what it is. It's like nothing was, like, the stage yeah. design is like kind of everything you've ever seen in Eurovision. There's no, like, right. dancing at all. No backup dancers. He's not dancing. There's no cool visuals, really. I mean, a little bit, yeah. but it's mostly just lighting I mean, he, effects. He, he, yeah, he stands in a very blue light, and when he throws himself like down on the sta- stage, it's like he's submitted by water and things like that. I mean, that's kind of cool, but it. But we don't really see shame. how that's going to play out, like on stage. No. We only see how because they show it in a music video style way, as far as like right. the water stuff. So how is that going to play out when he's actually like when they actually do it on stage? Is he just is it going to look like him just falling on the ground and then they're going to have to cut right. away really fast before he? Because like I know in your vision before I've seen that they don't have the quickest editors. Okay, no. so I have a feeling that they're going to cut away a little too late and he's just going to be lying there on the ground like a goofball for like thirty. 25 seconds or whatever, you know what I mean? That could go really wrong, really quickly. And all of a sudden, there comes this, like, chains from the roof that has absolutely nothing to do with the song. And I really, really didn't understand the oh, aesthetics with the song. Those weren't there the whole time? I thought those were just there the whole time. Okay. No, 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 no. They're, they all of a sudden come from the roof and, like... Is okay, there. I must not have been paying yeah. attention at the beginning or something. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 no. In the beginning, he stands there without chains, and then he there are chains. Do they drop, or do like... they lower down slowly? No, no, they drop. Oh, okay. That's kind of interesting, but I guess. I, I guess so, yeah. But I, I, this this I gave uh, five. It's... Oh, bleh. Oh, uh... Pff, no, I'm going to give this, like, a, a 3.5. Okay, three point five. 
Then uh, we have Montaigne uh, with Technicolor from Australia. Look, yeah, this was this was pretty bad. Uh, wow, I don't wow, know this. I I I mean I wow. I didn't see any of the rest of the contestants <laughs> right, but I she she's very off key as far as singing goes. Am I wrong? Very. She tries to hit a high note and can't hit it. Um, nope. She can't dance. So nope. I'm really confused as to why she even won. <laughs> uh, she won the year before with a... Uh, uh, oh, okay. So this is like a, yes. a rollover from last year. That makes sense. Yes. She had the... She was the dancing... She was the dancing clown. Oh, the song that I really didn't like that you liked a lot more than me. Yes. Right. I Yeah, that was goofy, and this was also goofy, but I think the singing in that was but better than the singing bad. in this. Yeah. Yes, but this is bad goofy. <laughs> this is so atrociously bad goofy. I hate this with a passion. I mean, she must have, like, a cult following or something as well uh, for them to assume that she can get uh, votes, you know what I mean? Or maybe they don't care right. about votes. I don't know. And, and, and here's the thing. Like, this video uh, this video is uh, uh, clearly from a cricket event in Sydney. And, and she sings live in this video. That's for fucking sure. And... And like you say, when she's trying to hit the high note and technique, technique, it sounds like that. Technique, <laughs> it's so awful. It's like she can't sing, she can't dance, and the backup singer dancers are awful too. Like, there's nothing good about this other than the stage being in pink. And it was kind of interesting to see uh, a giant crowd of people in a stadium for the first time yeah. in a very long time, at least for me, because like this was actually in a state because Australia has kind of opened up again because they actually right. did things right. Uh, so they are actually have to, able to have stadiums of people. So to see that was kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, guess what? Look, I'm giving the song uh, one. Uh, yeah, I'll go one. I agree with you. Pluggy plug time. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. We are on Twitter uh, at podcast ADC. That's at podcast ADC. We are on Facebook. Uh, another digital citizen on Facebook. Anything uh, interesting? I didn't see anything interesting this week. Um, I did see some interesting movie news, though. Okay. AMC Theaters in America says it's going to have 98% of its U.S. movie theaters opened uh, as on f this Friday. Uh, even oh. more theaters are... Exp uh, oh, uh, by Friday. That I guess that was last Friday. And even more are expected to open by this Friday. Uh, so they're trying to open up all the AMC theaters very soon. Uh, I So I'm guessing... That could, because we're we're gonna talk about it in a second. Uh, I guess we'll talk about it now. Disney shifting the dates for a bunch of different films. It says seven different films. Uh, maybe this could, if if a bunch of theaters are opening, it could stop the movies shifting, which we've seen over the last year. They keep getting bumped, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, what do you think about that? Do you think the AMC 
theaters opening will stop more movies bumping like Black nope. Widow and Cruella? No. No. No, because guess what, look? Them opening doesn't not mean that people will go there. Right, that's true. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. You can, you can open up 100% of the movies and does not mean that people will go and see the movies at the cinema. If they were giving away a free hazmat suit with a popcorn, I would go. But uh, not before that. Right. They're like, working at a movie theater in the past, I can tell you, if they did do hazmat suits for each person, it would be like, they would wash them out before and you'd be like using somebody else's gross hazmat suit (laughs) that like a kid, a high school kid cleaned with Lysol. Um, Yeah. Uh, I think the interesting thing about the Disney thing, I mean, obviously movies bumping is not that big of a deal right now. A lot of movies are bumping as far as dates go. But the interesting thing that they've said is that they're going to release a lot of these movies at the same time in theaters and on Disney+, Plus, which is something we've talked a lot about as far as the... Uh, movie theaters. Do you think the movie theaters company, movie theater companies, are going to have backlash to this like they did with M- NBC Universal early last yep. year? They have to, or they would be hypocrites. Oh wait, they are, and they wouldn't dare to do that because Disney owns everything. Ah, no, they will not say a fucking thing. Look. Yeah, I mean, it says Disney doesn't. T- plan to entirely ditch theaters of movies uh some numerous smaller titles uh have been postponed and will bow solely to big screens including free guy which has been was supposed to come out last year and is now coming yep. out in august uh king the king's man deep water and death on the nile so those so they're kind of in a way disney's kind of going okay we're gonna do these ones but so maybe that'll assuage the movie theater companies but i doubt it I doubt that as well. I don't think anybody will be interested. Hey, uh, Christopher Nolan, he is very... He loves HBO Max, right? Uh, no, I think he's talked about how he doesn't like it in the in the past. Or that he doesn't oh. like... I think he talked about how he doesn't like big movies going to streaming services, I guess, actually. Not HBO mm. Max specifically. Well, guess what? He called HBO Max the worst streaming service in the world. And guess what? His movie is going there. <laughs> Whoopsie! Uh, I mean, how did that happen, exactly? Like, what, did he not have control over... I have no fucking clue. I mean, it, it says in a statement, uh, he said... Uh, some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working on the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. Uh, so, the, I mean, what he's saying is like a bunch of people last or in the last few years have been working really hard on movies that they expected <laughs> to come out on the big screen, big screen, and all, all all these movies are coming out on HBO Max. I mean, it, that's kind of the thing right now is HBO Max is getting all except for Disney movies. All the really big movies that would have gone to theaters are mostly all mm. going to HBO Max. It seems like they're yeah. they're picking yeah. up a lot of that demographic. Uh, they don't seem to be focused as much on like television shows even though they have some they're really yeah. focused on big bringing in the blockbuster films which i mean hbo has always been kind of known for that even on the yeah. even back in the 
90s they were known for that, so. Yeah, it's super clever. Yeah, and kind of annoying, because they have ex- exclusivity, <laughs> which means you can't even rent the movies that are on HBO Max, yeah. or like, outside of HBO Max, which is really annoying. But very smart of HBO Max. Sure, I, I mean, it's a good business move. I feel pretty soon yeah. all that's going to be left, uh, HBO Max, Hulu is going to like buy up a bunch of stuff, and then Netflix... Those are going to be the three big ones that are left, I think, after all the hundreds or, or whatever other ones uh, go out of business. Yeah, probably. Uh, moving around, I've seen six, seven movies, uh, including a movie from uh, the... Uh, uh, it's an American movie, uh, but it's also a Korean movie called Manaring. Uh, Oscar-nominated for Best Movie. It's about this Korean family that moves to Arkansas uh, to uh, get a piece of the American dream. And uh, uh, yeah, it's not as easy as it uh, looks on the outside. Uh, It's very, very, very slow, very, very good, very, very good acting. Uh, I'm not surprised that this is nominated at all for... uh, uh, for best movie, it's very Oscar baity, but I love this movie. Uh, it reminds me of another movie that I will talk about a little later. But uh, yeah, um, I would give Minari an eight. Okay, I saw something you saw last week: Operation Varsity Blues, uh, which came out like the day we did the podcast. So I didn't have a chance to see it last week until that right. night. Uh, about the college admission scandal, uh, they kind of skipped over some of the celebrity gossip that I was most interested in hearing about. Like, they talked all about the, uh, the investigation and about the guy who was actually doing the, uh, the scam, uh, to begin with, but some of the mm-hmm. celebrities, specifically Lori Laughlin and, uh, the lady from CIS or whatever, NCIS or whatever show she was on, um, those, they, uh, they kind of, they were mentioned, but they didn't really go deep into their stories. Some of the other people they did, but I guess it's mostly because uh, maybe they didn't have phone conversations from those people, is my only guess. Because a lot yeah. of this was based, like, the dialogue was all based off the phone conversations. Yeah, um, yeah. Overall, I thought it was very good, very well put together. Interesting concept yeah. for a documentary using instead of found footage, you have found audio. So you just use actors to act out the audio. Some of it directly, uh, they took the audio and then the actor said it. And then other times, the actor's doing something and you're hearing the actual physical audio from the investigation, which was very cool. Overall, I'll give it a 6.5. Yeah. Uh, I saw another movie called Sound of Metal that is also very much like Minari. I saw that this week. Yes. Uh, It was Luke that got me to watch this movie. Yes. How is it like Minari? Oh, it's very slow. It's very uh, good acting. And it's Oscar nominated. Right. (laughs) Those are all true things, I guess. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, it's about this heavy metal drummer uh, uh, plays 
amazingly by Rissa Ahmed. Really, really, really good. He's he really drives this home. Uh, I really, yeah, I, I thought he was just amazing. Uh, it's the first movie by this guy called Darius Mother. I was super surprised by how good it is. Uh, he loses his hearing uh, a little and a little and a little, and uh, all of a sudden, like, he couldn't hear anything. And he, it's about, like, him uh, uh, getting uh, acquainted with not having his hearing anymore. And uh, I love the ending. Uh, I will give it a nine. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of had a weird, like, cult vibe to it, where it was like, wait, is this a cult, you know what I mean, but, um, that he's joining, and then, like, in a way, in the end, you're like, oh, does he want to go back to the cult? That's how I kind of felt about it, in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, if you understand what I mean. I, I don't think that really ruins anything. Uh, he, no. yeah, the acting is very good. I got, uh, the cinematography felt very Nomadland, like, the slow, very. uh, long shots, and, um all these very wide open spaces because they're traveling across the country. Uh, they're to they're touring. We should mention as a band, as a metal band. Right. Mm. And I think the interesting thing mostly about this is that he's kind of a very counterculture person who's very against the grain, against the system. And so what it's pointing out is like, uh, sometimes things happen and you have to kind of, uh, go with the flow. You know what I mean? Where right. you can't always be counter to everything. Sometimes shit happens and you have to just go with the flow. I think that was kind of the um, moral of the story to me. I don't know if if that's what you got, but mm. I gave this an 8. Cool. What else did you watch? Oh, right. I didn't say that. Uh, I saw Come True this week, okay. which we talked about last week in the another digital review. If you remember okay. that, uh, nope. it's a movie that was like the crazy ass trailer that we were like, what the hell is this trailer? Oh yeah. Okay. And it was about, about the girl who takes part in a sleep study. Uh, yes. she, she the whole thing is like, she's trying to get away from her, her abusive parents. Uh, she's still going to school and nobody at school knows that she is homeless. She's trying to hide it from everybody so they don't, because uh, if, if if they find out she's on the street, they're just going to take her back to her parents. And she finds out about this sleep study and they're like, we'll give you a place to sleep every night and we'll pay you, right? Uh, so you she doesn't have to sleep on the street. So she does it and then uh, they start getting, uh, her dreams start getting crazier and crazier and it goes from there. Psychological thriller, very cool. Uh, I would definitely recommend this to Fro. I think you would really enjoy it. I gave this a nine. Nice. Ooh. I saw Happily uh, with uh, Joe McHale and uh, Kevin Oh, McHale. yeah, you saw this this week. I thought you saw this last week. I saw this too. Right. Oh. Uh, I saw it this week. <clears throat> it has only a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's not an amazing movie, but I think it's better than that. Uh, it's about this couple that can't uh, keep their uh, hands off each other. They're still being married for like 14 years of marriage. And uh, then they discover that their friends are very, very resentful of their uh, public display of affection and uh, 
uh, yeah. And uh, then they get a visit from a very mysterious stranger. I'm not going to talk a lot about that. But uh, yeah, it's a very funny movie. I liked it. Uh, it's a crime thriller comedy. Uh, uh, and I would give it a 7.5. I mean, it had kind of a mystery element to it as well at, at certain points. Like, it almost had mystery sci-fi all kind of in this one yeah. movie. Uh, I think the, the problem, the thing that this movie kind of suffered from was, like, the hunt syndrome of being... Mm. It's it's uh, got a serious kind of concept, but it's being very cheesy and very... Um, there's puns all over the place, but you're trying to take it seriously. So it's like trying to mm. be these two contrasting things. Um, and it just feels very wonky, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, like where it's the funny parts aren't super funny and the scary parts aren't super scary. And so nothing, it's all kind of blah, if that makes sense. Uh, which the hunt was very much the same. It like was very hyped mm. up as like very, uh, over the top and then ended up being very flat. Uh, that's where I kind of felt about this. The ending is kind of cool, but it, when you think about some of the things <laughs> that happened in the movie, it breaks the yeah. ending. If you, But yeah. just don't think too deep into it, all right? That's, uh, just go with it. Uh, overall, what did I give this? I gave it a, I gave this an 8. Or no, that was... Uh, oh, yeah, an 8. I gave it an 8. Cool. What the else did you watch, Luke? Uh, let's see, what was the last... Oh, right, last thing... I don't know, this is the second to last thing. Uh, Deadly Illusions on Netflix. Yeah! Cool, I saw this as well. Starring Kristen Davis. Uh, yes. Our favorite star from... Our favorite show, Labor of Love. She wasn't in yes, any other... She was not famous from any other show, except for Labor of no, Love, no. of course. Labor of Love, she was the, uh, amazing. That was the only show she was ever in, I'm pretty sure. Um, yes. Yes. Not famous from anything else. Yeah, this was a show about uh, a woman who is very controlling, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, <laughs> That's saying something, yes. And she she wants, uh, she's, uh, wants to write a book, but she doesn't have any time because she has kids, so she wants to hire a nanny. But she's very mm. controlling, so she wants the, the nanny a very specific way, very proper, prim and proper, I guess is the best way to put it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. She finds this one nanny, and it, it is the nanny prim and proper from? Yes, I guess. No. Kind no. of, in the beginning. Well, in the beginning, she is, but yes. No, all, all in all, she's definitely not. No. Right. So, uh, that's where it goes, and uh, I, you, we can't really describe anything after that. And no, just it, You can. just have to see it, I guess. Um, well, do you... Because it's not an amazingly good movie. No, I was gonna. You, uh, what I was gonna say is, you just have to see it, I guess, uh, to understand the ending. Uh, yeah, this is right. very bad ratings. It's got seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I'm not surprised oh, by. Really? <laughs> it is three point six out of ten on IMDb. I, where, what did oh. I give this? I gave this a four, so I'm very close oh. to the uh, IMDb score. I don't know what. It, what do you think? What, what score do you give this? I, I give it a three. A three, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I, pretty... You're right in between the Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, so that's pretty accurate. I mean, it's it's an awful movie. <laughs> but here's the thing. I would say the ending kind of saves it. 
Yeah, really but it also kind of had a very standard horror movie ending, kind of one you've sure. seen about a million times. Right. Uh, and the last thing we both saw was more Rainy's Black Bottom. Uh, yeah. Uh, this was interesting, I guess. I, I thought this didn't feel sure. like a movie, is the problem. I felt no. like it felt like a play that they filmed, uh, with actors, um... Right, which and didn't I think f- I can explain that because it's was is actually based on a play. Right, but you can base a movie on a play and make a movie, right? <laughs> uh, sure. This felt like you just took the play and then just filmed it with a film camera instead right. of like if, if, adapting the yeah. the film storyline to mo- uh, to make a movie. If you know what I mean. So- yeah, so if anybody has seen Fences, think Fences just worse. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's it's the same author that uh, had the play for Fences. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. And uh, Fences is with Denzel Washington, and Denzel Washington produced this movie as well. Those movies are very, very, very much alike, other than that this movie is a little bit worse. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with acting, but holy fuck, this movie felt very, very, very racist without being very, very racist. Because I have never, ever heard so many N-words in my entire life. I I can't think back to a movie that... Uh, I can't. What was the last last Tarantino movie? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, yes, but other than that, right. yes, yes, uh, but yeah, no, uh, but it, it it felt like they said the N-word to say the N-word. Right, but, I mean, it is part of the time period, it just felt uh, stereotypical, but right. I think the thing is that, like, we were watching the play, and that's probably how the play is, sure. right? So sure. I, I thought about that as in context of, like, um, if we were to go back and watch the play, like the actual play, would the actors be acting the same way they did in this movie? And if then oh, that's just how the play is, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I don't necessarily think think of it in the same way you do, I guess. But yeah, no, I I, I was kind of bored. I think Viola Davis, Jesus Christ, that was hard to say. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis was good uh, in this. Uh, the acting was good. I, I'm going to say that, but uh, uh, I think the structure of the movie took me kind of out of it. Uh, that it was kind of based on a play, so much that it felt like a play. I want to see a movie. I don't want to see a play. So that right, if kind you, of if, you're go, if you want to see, it, if they wanted to just film the play like on the stage, they yeah. could have done that. I'd, Right. Yeah. They didn't didn't seem like they took the time to like adapt it to film to me. Right. Uh, so I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what did I give it? I gave it a six point five. So we're like we're like on on it to th- this week. We we've gotten really close to each other every time. I think. Yeah. I think so as well. Uh, what are we going to watch uh, as the, another digital review, Luke? We're going to watch an audio trailer for not 
the 2002, but the 2021 version of Last Call. We are appropriate audience, look. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Darby Heights. Love the music. Hey, I haven't seen you. Oh, hey, look who showed up. It's good to see you, son. I like the grainy look of the camera work. It's kind of interesting. Uh-huh. Makes it feel indie, even though it's well, not like really it. indie. It's nostalgic. Those are the days. Hey, your boys now he's back, Luke. Jeremy Piven is back. But I knew he A casino in Darby Heights. Is that what? Is that what? And Jamie Kennedy, of all people. I'm trying to get some signatures because uh, we're going to be. You remember Jamie Kennedy experiment? I think I saw one episode of that show. For the new casino <laughs> it was awful. Casino. I do remember Malibu's Most Wanted, though, so I don't know how anybody oh. ever let him make a movie ever after that. <laughs> that was such a good oh, no, movie. No, 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 no. Come on. Love that thing. You're going to help me with the pub that was good to your family for all these generations. You make I remember would never pass by the house without saying hello. Hello, Mrs. C. <laughs> so I think this is just kind of a movie about Boston a little bit. It seems like so. You know what I mean? I like Boston. A movie. We have a three stain policy. If you have more than three stains on your shirt, you can't get it. <laughs> it looks like a feel-good kind of comedy movie so far. Yeah. It's like you've been standing there for 12 years, you're still a health nut. I love it. We've been working for years to restore the heights. You just go out and get signatures. I like her. I've seen her in things before. Here we go, Oh, yeah. Tara Manning. What was she in recently? I'm trying to think. Captain never abandons his ship. I got nothing. Me neither. But it does seem like these are a bunch of actors that we haven't seen in stuff in a really long time. Jeremy Piven. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you guys. It's like you've been shellacked since 1997. How you grow up by now? Like <laughs> you. Okay, this this looks uh, okay actually, to be honest. But uh, look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? A local success story, Mick, played by Jeremy Piven, returns to his old neighborhood for a family emergency and is forced to stay when presented a huge real estate opportunity in the area. Uh, 3.8 out of 10 on IMDb, but 82% on Rotten Tomatoes and 56% of Google users liked it. So the scores are, like, all over the place for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Very up and down. Uh, did you go to the Facebook I did. Let's see. Uh, should I do a... I'm going to save that one for the very end. Uh, here's a good one. 10 out of 10. Uh, oh, wait. No, this was from the IMDb, actually. Not the Facebook. Now that I think about okay. it. 10 out of 10. If you can look past the plot, then you'll see the people, the spirit, uh, and the spirit of Delco as a Delco native uh, now living abroad. Last Called provide, provided me a feeling of home. So I can understand how that person liked it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. but useless says one out of ten. Totally useless film. The actors are blameless, especially since they have to play. Uh, they have to play uh, these roles despite the absence of any script. It's a real waste of time and uh, and had deep boredom. 
deep boredom, even. Right, and oh, yeah. the one guy said he really liked it because it showed the spirit of Delco, but this guy, uh, Nat8921, uh, says, uh, I'm from Springfield in Delco. This movie made us look like trash. So hard to watch. They could have at least filmed it in Delco at some real locations. I guess because they couldn't book Bradley Cooper, they had to film this damn movie in Philly. Uh, too bad we're we're all so excited for this movie. So I, I, people from that town apparently are not very happy about it. Well, uh, talking about that, Marie S. Uh, said, uh, being from the neighborhood-ish, this is from Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, mm-hmm. I was so much looking forward to this movie. It was such a big, big disappointment. There was nothing about this film to like. Poor acting, poor, poor by dialogue, poor storyline. I could go on and on and on. I, it really bothers me uh, to have to give it such a terrible rating, giving it half a star. But Steve B said, "Off this movie was off the hook. Got to see good East Coast memories." Okay, some other movies that come out. The Courier. Why do I feel like this movie's come out like twice already? Uh, I guess <laughs> I think it's just one of the movies that's been bumped, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, the true story of a British businessman unwilling, unwittingly recruited into one of the greatest international conflicts in history, forming an unlikely par- partnership with a Soviet officer hoping to prevent a nuclear confrontation. Uh, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, 62% on Metacritic, 90% of Google users liked it, uh, with Benedict Cumberpatch uh, and Rachel Bron- Bronsonhan. Uh, Dark State, a reporter must choose between helping exposing the truth and uh, accepting the world is ruled by global networks of ruthless insiders determined to wield the power of every mankind. This has Antonio Caron in it. Never heard of any of these people, people mm-hmm. to be yeah, honest. Me neither. Uh, have you? Uh, n- no. It looks like it might be Italian by the names, you know what I mean? Like... Tracy Luca, yeah. Constant Mariolision, Antonio Carone, Nic- Nicholas Barodi. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking it might be Italian, but I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, uh, no score, nowhere. No score, nowhere, huh? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what movie do we want to see? I guess I think for me, The Courier looks pretty interesting. I don't know. What about you? Uh, I would see the last call. I guess it depends de- between these if you're in the mood for a comedy or if you're in the mood for an action movie, right? I think I'd see yeah. either one. It was just which mood am I in that night? But I, uh, right now, I think I'm in for an action movie. So, <laughs> uh, plug it, plug audibletrial.com/slash another digital citizen. Join there, thirty day free trial. Get the book if you cancel it. You get to keep the book. You're not going to cancel it. I am a member of Audible. I use it way, way too much. Uh, uh, use too much money on Audible. Shouldn't use as much money <laughs> as I use on Audible. Buy too many books there. Oh, uh. Become an Audible ad- addict. You too on audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Do it. You can be an addict and we'll be your dealer. 
Uh, coming next week, <laughs> news of the week. Uh, tell me your secrets. Episode six. We're getting up there on yeah. the TV show. Uh, okay. Another digital review of Nobody, which I'm starting to see commercials for, and it looks. Yeah. This is what's on my uh, top five most anticipated I, uh, movies of the year. So good, and uh, people that I have seen it that I follow on on YouTube has given it great reviews. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. It looks really fun. Hopefully. Uh, it holds up to expectations, you know what I mean? Like, because we're yeah. like, we're already hyped about it, so um, maybe we need to, like, take our expectations down a notch before we get too hyped. Yeah. Down, down, down in tone, Luke. Down. <laughs> yeah. Is that how you take things down? You, it is. You go from, I'm so excited! To, I'm so excited. <laughs> Hey, PewDiePie uh, made a video this week, uh, Jeremy Rounds, uh, where he had a very, very bad camera, and I have to say it, it's one of the best PewDiePie's videos I've seen in quite a while. Uh, yeah, I'm, it sounds like he exported uh, the file wrong or whatever. I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, and then he makes it into a meme the next, uh, yeah. the next, I was going to say episode, but the next video. Yeah. And very good. So uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty hilarious. Uh, yeah, it, it, he's got a good way of like taking something that goes wrong and just making it yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a gimmick. You know what I mean? And, and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something where when people do that, I, I like it when they make like fun of themselves. Did we talk about all gas no breaks last week or not? Because I think I no, I don't think we did. I think I remember writing it down last week, and we never talked about it. But yeah, right. uh, we've but always been big fans. Informations out this week, so I, I'm kind of glad we didn't. Oh right, okay. Uh, yeah, we've always been big fr- fans of that channel. Uh, oh, love it. Yeah, and it seems like uh, this MCN or whatever has taken over the channel, but he's moving over yeah. somewhere else, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, under like the Tim and Eric uh, umbrella. Yeah, it looks like uh, he's moving. I mean, uh, uh, I ha- I hate to to say this, but I I, I it it seems a little uh, like he didn't read the contract good enough and signed on. Um, uh, up for something he didn't really know what I think a lot of people for. did that back in the day because before YouTube was really really profitable it was just like sign whatever because you're getting paid uh, where if you didn't sign it you would not be getting paid anything right it's like the mm. difference between getting paid and not getting paid that's all the person's thinking about at the time I think uh, and sure these companies get in there and they they find people that they know don't have lawyers and don't have any way to uh, defend themselves against these kind of things or know any kind of legalese to read over the contract. Uh, so they do the, they do these kind of things on purpose. I, I don't think it's as much of a problem anymore. He just signed this along the contract a long time ago. So I guess so. Yeah. Uh, just like I, I feel I feel bad for him, but I don't feel like uh, people are getting a little too upset by so, uh, someone that hadn't read their contract good enough like i understand i i am also disappointed that i did this it seems like a shitty move but uh i mean 
maybe, maybe they didn't make enough money. Like, you don't really know the people that's behind this. Like, I'm not, not going to stick up for them, but it seems like they're making a, a big thing out of something. I have well, what I saw from, I don't even know where I saw it, but somebody was looking over their website and over like the properties they own, which are basically all just Instagram pages of like Instagram yeah. meme pages. And then that's their one big today? property that actually probably yeah. makes them a, some money. So of course they're going to hold on to it. I think that that's yeah. kind of the idea from a business standpoint. Internet Today did a, a two, two amazing videos on, on him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of different stuff because a lot of people are talking about it. I, you know, just because it's, yeah. it's something that is and it could happen to anybody, I guess, that signed one of these contracts. I don't know if I've talked about this uh, uh, place before. I really like Sudoku. Uh, mm-hmm. I like solving Sudoku and things like that. Sure. I'm quite a Sudoku fanatic. Uh, Cracking the Cryptic on on YouTube. Okay. They have a, a lot of like uh, Sudoku solving problems and going through like yeah different Sudoku uh, puzzles and things like that. Some of it is too advanced for me, but I I really love their channel. So Cracking the Cryptic on uh, YouTube. Uh, let's all get the Mr. Rogers cheese banana challenge going out there. Uh, <laughs> my favorite video on YouTube right now, which I think it's only got like 600 views. So it's like, nobody has seen it except for me and Fro. Just look up the Mr. Rogers cheese banana challenge and everybody get out there and get yourself some cheese and get yourself a banana. Uh, and like how disgusting <laughs> it looked when it was eating it as well. Like, like this does doesn't go together. <laughs> it's so funny, bro. Because when I was a kid, I saw that episode and I tried uh, a banana really? with cheese. Yeah, but I never had American cheese when I was a kid. Like I would, they didn't. My parents didn't want me to have American cheese, so I just mm. sliced off a piece of cheddar, and it's actually pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, I would think cheddar would be nice. Yeah, but I mean, even I mean, cheddar and a banana that still sounds weird, right? But somehow it kind of worked, at least when I was a kid. But your taste buds are also very weird when you're a kid. So as an adult, it'd probably be, it wouldn't be the same. You know what I mean? I I just think the video itself uh, from what story time with Caitlin is hilarious. Like her reactions in the video. Like I watched this video probably 20 times and just cracked up laughing every time (laughs) I watched it. Uh, It is very, very funny. Uh, I don't have anything else. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else uh, we're forgetting? There's definitely... Oh, Top of Nails streaming on Paramount Plus. Oh, right. well, yeah, I was on... Where was I? It was either on Facebook or Twitter, and you were... Uh, I I got an ad for Paramount Plus, like, in between, the, you know, as I was scrolling, and the ad for yeah. Paramount Plus, the thing that they were promoting as something you can watch on Paramount Plus was Tough as Nails. That's, like, their big thing that they're, like... <laughs> are, and it said new 
season and it's like when did that season start i know you watched the first episode uh, of that season like yeah a month ago four, maybe five weeks ago right yeah. so how is that then i guess it's the new season technically right but it's a little misleading to say hey come That's see fun. the brand new it makes it sound like you're seeing a brand new show you know what i mean oh yeah 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 uh tiktok stars and uh, youtube oh really that was the thing we should talk about yeah the the but yeah what they they're doing a whole event where every mat every boxing match is a TikTok uh, TikTok star versus a YouTube star because that's mm-hmm. kind of become a a weird online when? feud, right? Yeah. Uh, who, who the two main people are Bryce whatever his name is the TikTok guy Bryce Hall Bryce yeah. Hall and then. Uh, uh, Austin... Ace, Ace family. Austin Ace, yeah. maybe? I don't know. Austin... Nick, Nick, Nick Austin. No, no. It's Austin from the Ace family. Whatever his last name is. Uh, yeah. And they're Matt the thing Reed? is, they're both incredibly hated. So I can yeah. see why people would just pay for this because they want to see the, one of these guys or both of these guys get beat up, right? <laughs> Tanner Fox is his name against Nick Austin. Oh, Tanner Fox is another guy everybody probably wants to see yeah. beat up. He's the isn't Tanner Fox? No, no, I'm thinking of the other guy. There was the other dude that kind of looks like Tanner Fox who ran over his friend with like a supercar. Um, yeah. No, Tanner Fox is the so, guy yeah. that that got COVID and then called up Jake Paul. Right? That's the yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, face Jarvis versus Michelle Lee. Uh, then you have. Dog versus Nate Wyatt. I have no clue who that is. No. But then you have maybe one of mine I really want to see. Deji versus <laughs> Winnie Hacker. But Austin McBroom versus... McBroom. That's his last name. I knew his yeah. first name was yeah. Austin. I never... Again, that's like the vlog shit that I just never watched, so... Never ever watched him in my entire life. Yeah. But I like Deji. Yeah. It could but be yeah, interesting, but I, I'm not going to pay for it. I don't know about you. No. <laughs> no. No. I didn't pay for the Jake Paul match either. I watched it, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that everything? I think that's it. I can't think of anything else. No? Um, if you want to be the new Prime Minister of Norway, uh, please uh, send an email to another digital citizen at gmail.com. We're taking applications. Yes, definitely. Uh, I will get you in. Uh, you don't have to be a citizen of Norway. Uh, you're just kind of so. you're gonna have to pay us like a few million dollars, and we have this guy sure. who will get you on yes. the rowing team, and then mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he will talk to some other guy, and then you'll become that... the prime minister. Yeah, that's how that works, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. From uh, United States of Norway. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.